Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast with Rob Schallenberger. You're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you transform your life and achieve results that otherwise would have seemed difficult or even impossible. In each episode, you'll learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals. Rob is a best-selling author, former F-16 fighter pilot, Air Force One advanced agent, world-renowned keynote speaker and corporate trainer who's trained Fortune 500 companies around the world, executive coach, father of four, and the CEO of Becoming Your Best Global Leadership. Now, here is Rob Schallenberger. All right, welcome to our Becoming Your Best podcast listeners. And you know what? Isn't this an awesome deal that we can get together on this podcast like this? And really, it's like having a conversation, you know, one-on-one, but with people all over the world. There are people listening to this podcast in Africa, Europe, the Philippines, Asia, throughout the United States and Canada. So wherever you are, thank you for making the time to join today. And I'm going to share with you a powerful technique that I used as a fighter pilot and show you how you can use this in your personal or professional life to get real substantial results. And it's a little technique that I call chair flying. And this technique changes and can transform any situation. It helps us change a habit. It helps us build a skill or even helps us prepare for an interview, a meeting. And I'm going to show you four ways to use chair flying that you can start implementing today in your personal life or in your business. Now, this is another form of visualization. I know that some of you have used visualization techniques, and that's great. So this is another form of visualization, but maybe just a little different than what you've heard or have used in other places. And what we saw over and over when we did our research as to what sets apart the best of the best One of the things that we saw is that they used a technique similar to this or similar to visualization in that they visualized what success looked like for them and how it applied to them. So let me give you a little background on what chair flying is and how we used it in the fighter pilot world. So first of all, put yourself in our shoes. We've just finished a brief, about an hour and a half brief. Let's say that you and I are the wingman. So we've been listening to the instructor brief the flight for the last hour to an hour and a half. And then he says to us, all right. We'll meet at the ops desk in about 15 minutes, and then we'll step to our jet. So the question is then, what do I do with that 15 minutes? How do I get ready for the flight? I can go in and grab a drink, or I can chair fly and go through this in my mind's eye. So oftentimes what I would do, especially as a younger pilot, is I would go into a quiet room. I'd sit down in a chair. So imagine me in my flight suit sitting down doing this. I'd sit down in a chair, and I'd go through, and I'd put myself in the situation of being out there in the air. So imagine this, I'm, I'm sitting in the chair, I'm getting ready for the most important part of the mission. I close my eyes and I envision the sights, smells, and sounds of the run-in to the target. So say we're going in at 500 feet and 500 knots. I'm the wingman, so I should be flying a mile line abreast for my flight lead. So I close my eyes and I envision what it's like. Okay, I'm seeing a desert. It's bumpy around because it's summertime and so I'm bumping, bumping, bumping. It's kind of hot in the cockpit, a little bit sweaty. And I'm thinking in my mind, six miles, so I'm looking down at the DME, the distance measuring equipment. I'm thinking six DME, I'm going to check right, 20 degrees, I should look over, I should see my flight lead just slightly behind my left shoulder, and I'm going to pop, 20 degrees, nose high. I pull the throttle up, 20 degrees, or excuse me, I pull the handle back, 20 degrees, throttle goes to AB, afterburner. I look, I check to my left, there's my flight lead still, I'm 20 degrees, nose high, should be passing now 450 to 500 knots, accelerating. I call pickle over to or demus over to a different mode. And now I'm looking for the target. 20 degrees nose high. Flight lead off to my left. I should see him rolling in in the next three to four seconds. 
What does it look like? Here's my target. I see a red barn, a house, and a field. Red barn, house, and a field. Now what should I be seeing here? Okay, there's my flight lead rolling into the left. And I go all the way through and I take this to its conclusion. So what have I just done by doing that? I've already gone through the primary attacker, the most important part of that mission, several times before I go out there and experience it in real life. So I put myself in that situation as much as I possibly can. Sight, sound, smells, everything about it. So that when I go out there and do the real thing, I've already been there multiple times in my mind's eye. And that makes a huge difference in the fighter pilot world as to how successful we are. Now, what's interesting, fast forward a few years later, I was an instructor in the F-16. And almost every flight afterwards in the debrief, when I would ask the student, hey, did you chair fly this mission? I could predict with about 90 to 95% accuracy who had and who had not chair flown the mission. You could see it in their results and their performance and how they flew. We call it getting behind the jet. Uh, so, for example, if they were going to do an instrument approach and you're supposed to put your gear down at eight miles prior to the runway, well, now they're six miles prior to the runway and they haven't put the gear down and they're missing radio calls, that's being behind the jet. And so you can just see it clear as day. And I would ask, hey, did you chair fly this mission? And sure enough, they'd say, well, no, I just didn't have time. You could very clearly see and pick out who had chair flown prior to their flight. It's a very powerful habit of success. I have a friend in the NFL, and he said, you know, just recently, or excuse me, just recently, he said, I am just now beginning to see the field. In other words, after all of these years of experience, just now, is he really starting to see the field? Is the game starting to slow down for him? And that's what chair flying does for us. It slows down the game of life. It helps us to visualize and see what success looks like. Now, I want you to think about this psychologically. How do we actually get better at something? I mean, if we were to have a conversation and you were to teach me all the skills that you know about a certain sport, and then you give me the ball and say, now go do it, how well would that work out for me? Probably not great, right? How do I get experience? I go out there with the ball and I practice. Well, that's what visualization or chair flying does. It gives us the ability to experience things in our mind's eye without actually being out on the field. Now, there's no substitute for being in the arena. But this is the second closest thing in getting us prepared and going through it mentally. So what I'm going to do right now is share with you four different ways that you can use chair flying in your personal life. These are just general examples of how others have used it to get phenomenal results. So number one is what does your morning routine look like? In other words, when you wake up in the morning, what do you typically do? Do you just jump out of bed and then get right into the routine of your day? Well, that's certainly one approach. Here's an invitation. If you don't do something like this already, I invite you to try this for a week. See what impact it has on your day. And that is to wake up in the morning and take five minutes and go into a place that's quiet and comfortable where you're not going to fall back asleep. (laughs) So go find a place where you can really be to yourself if you have kids where you're not going to hear screaming or yelling. And then just visualize what success looks like to you that day. Really visualize it. Chair fly it. Chair fly your day. Okay, well, here's what my day is going to look like. I have this important meeting. Visualize what success looks like to you that day. Now, more specifically, how do we handle meetings? How do we handle changing habits and behaviors? Well, we'll get to that. But what we're doing is getting our mind right to start out the day and visualizing what success looks like to you that day. And my wife has been doing this now for about six months, and it has become such an important habit and part of her life that she wouldn't do it. She wouldn't start a day without this. She can't imagine starting her day. Now, I have a little bit of fun sometimes. If I see her doing this, I'll start to poke her, (laughs) try to interrupt her visualization or chair flying, uh, which she doesn't appreciate. 
But this is a very powerful way to start the day. So number one, start your day with five minutes of chair flying of what success looks like to you. Number two, if you want to develop a skill or a new habit, chair fly it. So let me take a couple of examples. Let's say that you have a son or daughter who plays basketball and they want to get better at free throws. They want to get better at shooting. Now they can go out on a court and practice over and over and over again, which I suggest they do. But what about when they're off the court? What else can they do to get better? So this is what you can do. All right, son or daughter. Now imagine that you're having a conversation with them. Let's put ourselves in that situation. And I'm going to practice one of these examples all the way through with you in just a few minutes. But what you would do is sit them down and say, I want you to put yourself in that situation. Put yourself at the free throw line. Imagine the crowd, the cheering, the sights, the sounds. What does it look like? What does it smell like in there, in the arena? Put them in that scenario and then envision what it looks like. Hey, you're probably a little bit nervous. 5,000 people are watching you. Okay, now imagine you're going to dribble the ball. You're going to flick the wrist back and the ball comes off your wrist. Now imagine it going in the net, into the, into the hoop there, but over and over and over again. See, what they're doing is getting that experience in their mind's eye without even being on the court. So my son wrestles. He loves to wrestle. This is one of the things that we just had a discussion about the other day is chair flying. And his comment after a year and a half of wrestling is, Dad, I'm forgetting a lot of these moves. I don't remember them. And so I asked him, well, Robbie, how much or how often have you chair flown in your bedroom? And he said, well, not very much. You know, I've just been so busy, which is the common answer for most people. <laughs> so we set up a little schedule. He said, all right, Robbie, let's focus on one skill a day. Uh, on Monday, it's going to be an arm bar. On Tuesday, it's going to be a gut wrench, which actually sounds pretty bad, but it's not. <laughs> And not only are you going to practice that at practice, but when you get home, I want you to close your eyes and visualize and chair fly what that move looks like. And so think about what he's doing there. Not only is it, he experiencing it out on the mat, but then he comes home and he envisions. He puts his right arm underneath the person's stomach. He pulls up until he fills his ribs. Then he clamps his left hand over his wrist and then he pulls up. So he's going through it over and over in his mind's eye. What is he doing? He's getting the experience. And he's getting the practice without even being on the mat. So that next time he goes to the mat, he's already done this 20 times in his mind. That's chair flying. So first, use this for five minutes when you wake up in the morning. Second, if you want to develop a new skill or a habit, try this and practice what it would look like to implement and become better at that habit or skill. Here's number three. Next time you have an important meeting an interview or project, chair fly beforehand so that before you ever walk in the door, you're already ready. So for example, a friend of ours who runs a very large uh, half billion dollar construction company attended our Breakthrough Leadership Conference about six months ago. After that conference, he said, you know what one of the things that stood out to me more than any other was? And I was actually surprised to hear him say chair flying because usually it's planning, how to prioritize your time. Uh, but he said chair flying is what made the difference for him. And it was interesting because he had a meeting at the state capitol the next day where he was going to present a plan and a bid for a multi-million dollar project. And he said, in the past, I would have just walked right into that meeting, cold turkey, and given them my best. Instead, he said, I took your advice. I went to a quiet room and I chair flew the whole presentation three or four times. And he said, it was phenomenal. Never before have I presented so well in front of a group. It was fabulous. And he said, not only that, but I thought about some of the questions they could ask me. And sure enough, those were the very questions they asked me. So I was totally prepared. They were awarded the multi-million dollar contract. And in large part, 
He said it was because he chair flew before he ever walked into that presentation. Now, I had the chance to work with Air Force One for a year as an advance agent. And when I flew out to the Pentagon for an interview, I took probably a week or two prior to that interview, I wrote down all the potential questions I thought they could ask me. And I went through every one and I chair flew those answers over and over and over again. And so when I was done with that interview with Air Force One, they actually told me and said, that was probably the best interview we've ever had. And that wasn't tooting my own horn. It's just that I chair flew that over and over and put all this work and effort into it. And what's interesting is every question they asked me was one that I had already written down and prepared for prior to that interview. Uh, So I was totally prepared. It looked very natural. It didn't look canned. It didn't look uh, like something I had rehearsed. These were answers that I had chair flown over and over in my mind's eye so that when I was in the actual interview at the Pentagon, these just rolled off my tongue. I mean, they asked me the very questions that I had prepared for. So if you have an important meeting, an interview, or a project that you're working on with the team, chair fly what that looks like before you present it. Chair fly your interview before you ever get into the interview. And the fourth, if you want to change a behavior, now so we're shifting now to the fourth thing that you can apply right now to your personal life. If you want to change a behavior, visualize or chair fly what the new behavior looks like. So for those who have children, uh, that's always a great you know, testing lab. <laughs> we can try to do things with our children. I want you to imagine a behavior right now that just drives you crazy. What is it that your son or daughter does that frustrates you, drives you crazy, or just irks you and gets on your nerves? Now, what I'd like you to try, not right now, but what I'd like you to try is to take five minutes and close your eyes and chair fly your response when that happens. So let's say it's sitting at the table and your son or daughter chews out loud with their mouth open and it just drives you nuts. (laughs) And in the past, maybe you've even responded angrily. So how would I chair fly that? Okay, I'd put myself at the table. I can see the sun setting out the window. It's evening, so it's a little warm in the room. See, I'm putting myself there physically to where I can feel the sights, sounds, and smells. So it's a little warm in the room. And all of a sudden, I look over, and there's my son, and I can hear him chomping away with his mouth open. (laughs) And what do I feel internally as I chair fly this? Well, I feel the frustration starting to build within me. Now, if I want to change the behavior... What does my new behavior look like? Instead of of getting upset or responding in an angry way with him, I visualize and chair fly, what does my new response look like? Hey, Robbie, uh, would it be possible or would you mind just closing your mouth when you chew? Would that be all right? So I visualize what that looks like and I visualize and chair fly my feelings of anger and frustration floating away. And so what I'm doing is creating a new habit in my mind's eye that replaces the old habit of whatever that was. So just try that. If you want to change any type of behavior, and I'm talking about addictions, I'm talking about anything that is keeping you from achieving your fullest potential, anything that is slowing you down. If you want to change that behavior, chair fly or visualize what the new behavior would look like. Now, I just want to walk through with any listener, wherever you might be, two examples of actual chair flying. So I want you to do this. I'll lead the discussion. Now, my assumption is you're not driving in a car because I'm going to have to ask you to close your eyes for two to three minutes here. (laughs) So if you can find a chair to sit down in where you're not going to be distracted, I'd like you to try this. And if you're in a place where you just can't physically do it right now, then, then try this later. You can pause the podcast here and then come back and try it when you're in a position to do so. So one of the number one fears of people by and large is public speaking. It's just something that really gets to the core of some people and it just scares them to death. And so I want you to show, I'm going to show you right now how you could use chair flying to help with public speaking. 
So let's close your eyes and visualize yourself in a large room filled with hundreds of people. So close your eyes and imagine that right now. Hundreds of people. It's men and women in the room. They're sitting there all side by side looking up towards the front of the room. There's some green lighting and a small stage up on front, up on the front of the room. And there's a podium sitting there. Now, it's a little warm in the room. It's probably 75 degrees. So they've been in there for a little while. It's a little warm. You can smell someone's perfume. Now, you're sitting up on the stage off to the left-hand side of the stage. And the person who's going to introduce you gets up, walks up to the podium, and starts reading your bio. And all of a sudden, you start to feel a little bit of butterflies in your stomach, and your palms start to get a little bit sweaty because you're looking out, and you see hundreds of eyes looking at you. (laughs) And as this person is presenting your bio, their eyes are looking between him and you, and you can tell they're looking with this anticipation of, uh, what is this person going to share with me? Am I going to be inspired? Or is this going to be another boring talk? And you're looking out at their eyes, all looking at you. You look up at the person, he finishes your bio, looks over and claps. Everyone gives you a round of applause, and now it's your turn. So you stand up, and you walk up to the podium. You put your arms on the podium. It's a little warm. You can't smell the perfume anymore. You see two bright lights shining down on you. So now you can't see the faces in the back of the room anymore. But all eyes are on you. (laughs) You are now the only show in town. Okay, now pause. When I do that in a real seminar, I'll ask how many people's hands actually got a little bit sweaty. How many people actually got a little bit of butterflies in the stomach? And usually about 50% of the hands will go up. And see, what we're doing there is simply chair flying what the real thing would look like. And I can do that over and over in my mind's eye so that when the actual time comes, I've already been there multiple times. This is not my first time in the arena. So let's use one more example. Let's go back to the uh, basketball example and say this is your son or daughter and you really wanted to sit down and do this with them. So here's how we would do it. Let's imagine that we're doing this together with your son or daughter. And if you have a son or daughter who plays basketball, pause the podcast and have them try this. So let's imagine that there's five seconds left in the game. Have them close their eyes. There's five seconds left in the game. The other team is ahead by one and your son or daughter is standing at the free throw line, and they get two free throw shots. Now, in the arena, there's about 5,000 people that are just going crazy. You're in the opposing team's arena, so they're all cheering. And as I look up at the rim, behind the rim, because it's a glass backboard, behind the backboard and the rim, I see all these fans cheering, waving signs, uh, telling me that I'm a terrible free throw shooter, chanting, that we're horrible, that we're losers. I'm hot, I'm sweaty, my palms are sweaty because it's the end of the game, it's been a long game and I'm tired, I can feel my legs burning. And I'm thinking in my mind, I can do this, I have total control right now. I'm gonna drown out those voices. I no longer see those people in the background. Now it's just the backboard, it's just the rim that I see. I can't even hear the chanting. The small chanting that I hear is all for me. I breathe and I dribble the ball a couple of times. I grip the ball the way I want to grip it. I can feel it in my hands, slightly sweaty palms. I bring my hands up. I let go of the ball and swoosh. It doesn't even touch the rim. Perfect shot. Now the game's tied. Game's on the line, and I've got the final shot right here. I can win the game with two to three seconds left. And I just repeat that. I see the crowd, but I don't hear them. They're cheering for me. See what chair flying does in my mind's eye? I'm putting myself in that situation so that when the real time comes... I'm already a veteran. 
I'm starting to see the field, as my NFL player friend would say. Without even having been on the field, I'm chair flying and getting there. So here's the whole takeaway from this. Chair flying is about putting yourself in the situation before you ever actually get in the situation. Or if we're talking about changing a habit or improving a behavior, doing it over and over and over in your mind's eye so that when the real time comes, you've already practiced it numerous different times. Remember, as a fighter pilot, this is one of the things that I saw was the difference maker between those who are the best student pilots and those who are struggling by and barely making it. The most successful pilots chair flew their mission before every flight, and they put themselves in the situation so that they had experienced it prior to going out to the jet. So as we recap this podcast, what are the four things that you can use chair flying for in your personal life right now? Well, one, when you wake up in the morning, I invite you to try this. Take five minutes and just chair fly what success looks like for you that day. Try this for a week, two weeks, and see how it works out for you. If you want to develop a skill or a new habit, chair fly what that skill or habit would look like. And what does it look like to do it perfect? Perfect practice makes perfect. There's the old adage that says practice makes perfect. Well, not really. If we're practicing it wrong over and over and over, that doesn't make us perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. And chair flying allows us to practice perfectly in our mind's eye. Number three, before an important meeting, interview, or project, go through it in your mind's eye. Chair fly that meeting. Chair fly the interview. Chair fly what it would look like to do it perfectly. And lastly, number four is to change a behavior. Chair fly what that new behavior would look like. Replace the old with the new and change the habit or the behavior and see how this works out for you. So I hope this podcast has been helpful. I invite you to share it with a friend or family member. Have them incorporate chair flying. If you lead a team, teach your team about chair flying. Have them do the same thing in whatever they're doing and see what the impact is in your business. So we appreciate you, our listeners. You're what make all this possible. Uh, Wherever you are in the world today, remember that one person can make a difference. This is about being transformational and not transactional, not getting caught up in the busyness of life, but making the time to do the things that matter most. So on behalf of the Becoming Your Best team, we wish you a wonderful day and a fabulous week. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Becoming Your Best podcast. We want to know what your big takeaways were, so head on over to becomingyourbest.com and you can find all the information about the podcast right there as well as the show notes page where we'd love to hear what you thought about each and every single episode. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a rating and review. A rating and review is by far the best way for you to show your appreciation for the show because it helps other people find out about the show and decide if this is the podcast for them. So now it's all in your hands. It's time for you to go out there to take action and truly start becoming your best.